Today I want to share with you, obviously it's uh, Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, and um, I want to kind of look at it uh, from a slightly different different angle. And we know if you're a Christian, you would know that Good Friday is when Christ died for our sins, uh, took the punishment for us on the cross. And then Easter Sunday is when he was resurrected back to life. And the Bible says the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives in us and will quicken our mortal bodies as well. And so that is why even more than Christmas, this is the most important week on the Christian calendar. It reminds us the new life that we actually have in Christ, not only available for those that are currently Christian, but for all those that believe. And if you're in this place and you have not got a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, can I tell you it is available to you? The Bible says that he is risen. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. He is alive. And if you invite him into your life, he will save your soul and he will get to go to heaven after you die. But you will have a relationship with God right here, right now. And all of us here who have made that decision in the past, we are testimony of the fact that he is alive because his spirit lives in us. And so that is why today, regardless of challenges that you might face in your life, regardless of things that you may go through, in Christ we have new life. Amen, and which is wonderful. And so today, though, I want to look at it from the aspect of the fact that Christ was the greatest promise ever made, and he was the fulfillment of a great promise. The Bible tells us in the Old Testament, all through it, that he was actually prophesied about his coming. And so he's the ultimate promise made and the ultimate promise fulfilled. Uh, But not only that, Christ is not the only promise that God actually makes to us. All through the scripture, there are a number of promises that God makes to us. Also, too, we believe that as Christians, you can have a relationship with God. He's a living God, and he actually makes promises to us on a personal level as well. And what we find here at Easter, at the celebration of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, we find here a pattern of God's fulfilled promises. And so today, I just want to briefly look at the different days of creation so that we can, uh, and so, sorry, not creation of uh, different days of Easter, so that we can have a look at them and see a pattern that forms when God fulfills his promises. And so after that, we'll be going outside. There'll be hot cross buns for everybody. We also got an Easter egg hunt for the kids. The, if, you're, if you are on a diet or are watching your weight, the awesome thing is as a church, we care about you. And so next month, we're doing 21 days of breakthrough. Uh, So which is 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so if you're counting calories today does not count. And so feel free to participate. And then as a church, we'll take care of your health by doing 21 days of breakthrough next month, which is awesome. And that's what I call a balanced diet. Uh, (laughs) And so, but first of all, I want to look at the three days of Easter. The first day of Easter is Good Friday. And Good Friday, and the only reason why we call it good is because there's a Resurrection Sunday. If there, was no, if there was no resurrection, it wouldn't be a Good Friday. It'd actually be a bad Friday. But it's Good Friday because there is a Resurrection Sunday. But this is the day where Christ actually perished. Here is the living promise, the promised Messiah. Just before this, his disciples actually confessed it. Simon Peter actually said to Jesus, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And yet after that, he actually, Christ goes to the the cross and he actually dies. The first pattern of God's fulfilled promises is number one, that sometimes they perish. 
Sometimes they perish. Though literally when God makes you a promise, very often afterwards it looks like the exact opposite actually takes place. In fact, I'm very nervous when God makes a lot of promises to me about the same subject because often it means I actually need to remember it because often the exact opposite actually comes to pass. It is possible that God would make you a promise and then it looks like the exact opposite is coming to pass or actually might even allow it to die. The story in the Old Testament, there's a story in the Old Testament about the prophet Elisha. And so Elisha was going to, used to stay at a place called Shunem and he would stay with this couple that lived there and it doesn't tell us their names. And then one day in order to bless them, he said to the woman, he said to her, this time next year, you're going to have a baby in your arms. And so her and her husband had been unable to have any children, and yet within 12 months, they had a baby in their arms. Fast forward a number of years, we're not sure exactly when it is, somewhere between pre-teen and early teenage years, this child was out in the field working with his father. And whilst he was working with his father, he all of a sudden had had what was probably a brain aneurysm, and then all of a sudden he said, my head, my head, and he dropped dead on the spot. Right then they called for the boy's mother and then they took that, she said, take the boy and put him in the prophet Elisha's room. And so they put him in the room. So watch this. Here is the promised child. Here is the promise said by God that she was going to receive. And then sometime later, it actually dies. But the awesome thing is, we serve a resurrection God. And so what happened was that child was taken into the prophet Elisha's room. He came some time later and laid down on the boy. And the Bible says that the boy was raised to life and that promise was resurrected back to life. In the same way, there are times when God gives us a promise and then things might go pear-shaped or the exact opposite might happen. And it might even look like that promise is dead. But Easter reminds us, especially Resurrection Sunday, that we serve a resurrection God and he can bring these promises back to life. For some of you, there's been promises that God has made and it looks like that they're finished and that they're over. But I'm here to let you know that we serve a resurrection God and He can bring those dead things back to life. Even if your promise perishes, doesn't mean that God can't bring that thing back to life. Another, the next day of Easter is Easter Saturday. And if you talk to preachers around Easter time, Easter time is a great time to preach because you don't have to pray a lot about what you're going to preach on because the topic is kind of already set. Uh, and so on Good Friday, you preach about uh, the cross of Christ and Resurrection Sunday, uh, you talk about resurrection, which is just fantastic. And so you talk to different preachers uh, and they will tell you, I've, I have found a lot of them have a preference for what day they like preaching about. Uh, some guys like preaching about Good Friday. And Good Friday, you know, when Christ died, shed his love for us. Uh, Many like preaching about Easter Sunday, especially us Pentecostals, we like Resurrection Sunday. And so they talk about when Christ came to life. I have not met anybody who likes preaching about Easter Saturday. Haven't met anyone. And in fact, we don't even do church on Easter Saturday. Why is it that people don't like preaching about Easter Saturday? Well, because nothing happened. Nothing happened on Easter Saturday. Christ died on Good Friday, was resurrected on Easter Sunday, but in, the, in between time, nothing. But here's the thing. You don't get to Easter Sunday without going through Easter Saturday. There's always a period of time 
between the time when God makes a promise and even when it dies and when it actually comes back to life. That's why, church, you would know, I've said many times, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12, the promises of God are inherited through faith and patience. You've heard me say before, I don't like the second bit. I like the first bit. When God tells me, that's when I want it to come to pass. But we inherit God's promises through faith and patience. So the second key, in fact, some translations don't use the word patience, use another word, long-suffering, which means sometimes you've got to suffer a long time before God's promises actually come to pass. But here's the thing. If you're going to inherit the promises of God, we actually need to have patience. Your promise could look dead and it could look buried. But that doesn't mean God can't bring it back to life because we serve a resurrection God. In fact, what I have found is this, that there are times when actually people walk away from God in that middle bit because, they won't, because the promise died and then nothing happens and so then they just walk away. But what we need to understand is that just because it doesn't look like anything is happening, God is actively always doing something. I believe the reason why God allowed Jesus to stay dead on Easter Saturday was so that people can't go around saying later that he was somehow sedated. They can't go around saying that somehow he just kind of fell asleep and then woke up. That he stayed dead long enough. The Bible says that when he was on the cross, when his side was pierced, blood and water came out separately. What does that mean? When you die, your blood and your water separate. He was dead on Friday. And then on Saturday, he stayed dead. Just to make sure that no one can say later on that he was somehow sleeping. But here's the awesome thing. Just because your promise looks dead and it stays dead, doesn't mean God can't bring it back to pass. We serve a resurrection God. I'm convinced that there are times God allows our promises to die and stay dead so that when he fulfills them, he'll get all the glory. That he can demonstrate his power in that way. I love the story about Lazarus, who was the brother of Jesus's friends, Mary and Martha. The Bible says that Lazarus got sick, close to death. And so Mary and Martha came to Jesus and said, Jesus, would you pray for him? He's close to death. And so uh, and so then they went back home, but Jesus got held up where he was and spent a little bit extra time. So when he actually went to see Lazarus, Lazarus was already dead. When he got there, Mary and Martha said, Lord, if you had to come before, he wouldn't have died. He would have still been alive. And then we see the shortest verse in the whole of the Bible. It's Jesus wept. Jesus wept. Some people think Jesus wept because he was so sad that Lazarus died. But that's not actually why he wept. He wept because of the unbelief around, because they didn't believe that he could actually bring Lazarus back to life. And then I love the story where they go to Lazarus's tomb, and he said, roll away the stone. And as they did that, someone complained. They said, Lord, he stinketh, in the King James Version. <laughs> they said, Lord, but he stinketh. What are they saying? Not only is he dead, he's already started decomposing. He's been dead for a while. But it doesn't matter if your promise is dead and it doesn't matter if it's been dead for a while. We still serve a resurrection God who can bring those things back to life. And then the scripture says that he called out, Lazarus came forth and Lazarus came forth and he was risen from the dead. We serve a resurrection God. There are some people here, God made you a promise and you have never felt so far away from it. But I'm here to let you know today that you've probably never been so close. It may look like it's over and it's finished and it's never gonna come to pass, but we serve a resurrection God. And it doesn't matter if your promise is dead and it doesn't matter if it's buried. 
We need to have patience if we're going to inherit all that God has promised to us. And the third thing, the third day of, uh, the third day of Easter, Resurrection Sunday. And Resurrection Sunday speaks of God's power. The Bible says the same, the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead will quicken our mortal bodies and live in us. This tells me about God's power, that it doesn't matter how defeated the position you might be in. It doesn't matter how dead your promise might look. God can resurrect that promise and he can actually bring that thing back to life. Maybe you're in a situation today and you came to church and some of what I'm saying might be provoking you. And on the inside, you might be a little bit resistant, saying, Ben, I don't want to get my hopes up. Well, I'm here to let you know today, feel free to get your hopes up because we serve a resurrection God and he can bring dead things back to life. Just last week, we were at a conference uh, in Brisbane uh, called Planet Shakers Conference, uh, which was just fantastic. It was awesome. There was about 100 uh, people from our church that went to it, uh, and there was about 30 students from our college that went to it as well. And it was just incredible. And there was, it was, so, there was just a power of God. God was touching people, and there was faith in the place. It was just, just great. I know for myself, it, I just had the best time. And, and next year, we're really believing to take 200 people to it, um, which I think will be, uh, will be really awesome. But one of the speakers there was a, a guy by the name of the Reverend Samuel Rodriguez. And uh, he, I call him the machine gun preacher. Uh, now, he's not the machine gun preacher. There's actually a preacher called the machine gun preacher, uh, and he's not. But I call him the machine gun preacher because, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's uh, like a Mexican or something like that. And when he preaches, it's a da, 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 like he speaks so fast. And, uh, and so I call him uh, the machine gun preacher. And he was actually one of the people that actually spoke and prophesied at Donald Trump's inauguration. Uh, and actually got in trouble for it because uh, he didn't abide by everything they wanted him to do. And so, and leads a great movement over in the US. But also, too, uh, he's a movie producer. And so just to about three days ago, the movie that he had produced was actually coming out and it was called Breakthrough. Uh, and it was a story about a young man who was a promised miracle for his, for his parents. And then when he was a teenager, he was actually skating on, some, uh, on, on a lake, a frozen over lake, but it had been started thawing out. And so he actually went through, uh, the, uh, went through into the water and he was under the water for 15 minutes. Uh, and he was pronounced dead. And so they grabbed him and they took him to the hospital and they were basically telling his parents, listen, you just got to, you know, say your goodbyes and that sort of thing. And then in the movie, and I guess this is a spoiler alert, uh, she, um, she yells out and calls down the power and presence of God. And her son actually comes back to life. And it's an actually a true story. It actually happened. And, it talk, and the movie is actually called Breakthrough. And on the day that it was released in America, it went to number one. Uh, even it, it actually had more views than actually Aladdin, praise God. And so I think it's going to be coming out, uh, praise God, that's a miracle as well. Um, and, and, I believe, and I think they'll be coming out uh, in Australia as well. But the moral of the story is this, her promise had died and it stayed dead. And in the natural, there was no way it could be resurrected. But Easter Sunday reminds us that we serve a resurrection God 
and he can bring those things back to life. Maybe I just get a sense right now there are some people that you have some children that are away from God. You had it prophesied over you that there would one day you would be sitting in this church with your children somewhere else in here all worshipping God together. I'm here to let you know we serve a resurrection God and he can bring dead promises uh, back to life. There are some people here, you started out on a business and you thought it was going to go well and for whatever reason, it looked like that thing died and you were close to bankruptcy and you thought to yourself, well, it's over, it's finished. You know, there's nothing I can do now. But God wants you to know you serve a resurrection God and he can bring dead things back to life. There's some people here, you've had a physical ailment for a long time and it's been something you've been fasting for. It's something you've been praying for. It's something that you've had actually had hands laid on you for and anointed with oil for and nothing has happened. And you thought, oh, maybe this is something I've got to live with. This promise is dead and it's stayed dead for a while. But I'm here to let you know you serve a resurrection God who can bring dead things back to life. There are other people here and there was an expected breakthrough in your finances that you were believing for and it never came to pass and the, and, the, and the thing that you stepped out into, the opportunity that you went for and the whole thing went to custard, the whole thing ended up like scrambled eggs. But we serve a resurrection God and He can bring that thing back to life. And when He does, there'll be no mistake. People will not look at you and think it was by your might or by your power, but people are gonna know it's by His might and His power and by His Spirit. The same Spirit that rose Christ from the dead will quicken your mortal body, will raise again your broken promises and He will bring those things back to life. Easter Sunday reminds me that it doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter what's happened. It doesn't matter how empty and dead some of your life feels. I'm here to let you know we serve a resurrection God and He can bring those things back to life. And I know I'm yelling, but someone needs to hear this. It's not dead, it's just sleeping. It's alive. You know, when people think nothing happened on Easter Saturday, but the Bible tells us later in the New Testament what happened. God was working. Jesus went down, grabbed the keys of death and hell so that we might have life. Even if you can't see what's happening, God's working on your behalf. And if He can bring Christ from the dead, surely He can bring your promise back to pass. We serve a resurrection God. Amen? And maybe you're in this place and you weren't expecting this today. Maybe something a bit more genteel. But I'm excited because we serve a resurrection God. If He did it back then, He can do it in every area of our life. And He can do it for you as well. And maybe you're here and you're saying, Ben, as you've been speaking, I've been getting prodded and provoked. God's reminded me of something that I'd put to the side, that I had buried myself. And even as you were preaching, Ben, and I was feeling I've got to open that thing up again, and I'm saying to the Lord, Lord, it stinketh. It's over. It's finished. Resurrection Sunday reminds me, we serve a resurrection God. And maybe you're here and you just need that, that same life and spirit. The Bible says that we're to patiently endure, patiently wait. And maybe some of you have said, I've done, I'm finished. But God just wants to fill you with new life and strength today. Reminded of what He did back then and reminding of us what He can do in the future. Maybe you're in this place as well and you're a blue moon Christian. You come once in a blue moon and I want to welcome you today. I want to thank you so much for coming. 
and maybe you're in this place. And, you know, I, I grew up in church, and, but I actually never, didn't become a Christian myself till the age of 19. I didn't have that personal revelation for myself till 19. And maybe you're here and maybe you grew up in church or, or you sometimes go to church, but you yourself have never given your life to Christ. The Bible said that He took the punishment for our sin so that we can have a relationship with God. And all you have to do is respond. Turn to Him. That's why we say, we say He's done it all. He's made the way. All you have to do is receive. And maybe you're in this place and you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, but you want to. What better day to do it, to resurrect your life, than to do it on Resurrection Sunday? And so can I just, everyone, just close, close their eyes and bow their heads for a moment. If you're in this place and you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, but you want to, with every eye closed and every head bowed, what better day to do it than on Resurrection Sunday? So if that's you today and you're saying, today I want to give my life to Christ, I want to have a relationship with God. If that is you right where you are, slip up your hand and say, that's me this morning. I want to give my life to Christ, I want a relationship God. Thank you, I see that hand. Thank you, I see that hand down there. That's awesome. You can put them up nice and high. Is there anyone else? Thank you, I see that hand there. That's wonderful. Is there anyone else you say, today I want to give my life to Christ, I want to have a relationship with God. If that is you right where you are, slip up your hand and say, that's me. I want to give my life to Christ. I want to join those people with their hands raised. That is awesome. What we're going to do is we're going to say a prayer. This is a prayer of invitation. I'm going to invite you to repeat this prayer after me and this will be the start of your journey with God. So pray this after me and I'm going to ask the whole church to repeat this as well. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Forgive me for being a sinner. I ask you to come into my life to be my Lord, be my Saviour, be my best friend. Help me to live for you for the days of my life. And I thank you that this morning, I'm joining your family. Awesome. One of our team will talk to you afterwards, but you can put your hands down. Church, can I just get you close your eyes just for one more moment? As I was speaking, maybe God was reminding you of an old promise that was dead and buried. If that is you, right where we are, just slip up your hand right now and say, that's me. That, that there's a dead promise that I believe God wants to resurrect. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for these people with their hands raised. And I thank you, Lord God, that you're a resurrection God. Just like you spoke to Lazarus and said, come forth. We call these promises forth, Lord God. And we thank you for it, Lord God. And you're going to get all the glory, Lord. I thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. I thank you for the testimonies of breakthrough in people's lives as a result. We thank you and we praise you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Awesome. Church, would you stand to your feet? In just a moment, we're going to get our our carb fix for the day and um, hot cross buns. But before we do, I just want to, just before we, we did a new song, it's called Waymaker. It's so funny. A few months ago, so I listened to a lot of worship on YouTube and that sort of thing. And um, oh, for you older people, YouTube is a, um, is a channel you can get on the internet. Lots of free stuff. Awesome. And so I was, um, I was on YouTube and um, this song just came up and it was just like, it just came up and it was this one called Waymaker. And it really got in my spirit. I used to play it all the time. Ask, ask Trish, she was sick of it. And then, and it talks about he's a waymaker. He's a promise keeper. He can make way where there is no way. And, and then two weeks ago, Ash, our worship pastor, she sent me a text. She said, I'd like to do this song. And it was Waymaker. And now that's unbelievable because A, she wouldn't normally listen to music like that. Uh, it wasn't, 
you know, like, and it wasn't a well-known, it was just, and I said, can we do that Easter Sunday? Because I'm going to talk about the promises of God. And Easter Sunday reminds us He's a way maker. So you had a really good practice before and because it was new. But I'd like us to sing it one more time. The words will be on there. And I want you to make it your declaration today. Speak to that tomb. Speak to that dead promise. He's a way maker, a promise keeper. That's who He is. Amen. Let's worship Him in this place.